You are now listening to Disciples in Progress, where believers in Christ renew their lives. Join the DIP community weekly as you learn about new ways of implementing God's Word for practical use in your everyday life. Without further ado, now introducing your host and fellowship friend, Tamika Gray. Hello, hello, hello. You are now listening to Disciples in Progress, and this is episode number 33. This episode is titled Genesis in the Beginning, Abraham and His Big Pimpin', the story of Abraham. So we're about to get right into it, y'all. Why this topic? Well, I wanted to talk about Abraham in particular because I wanted to highlight the fact that Abraham, what we know about Abraham is like, okay, he's going to birth many nations. You know, he um, has his son, Isaac, when he was so old, like dust. And, you know, we also heard about like when God had called Abraham to actually sacrifice his son, Isaac in the wilderness to aka go kill him go delete your son that i just blessed you with and he it was just basically testing his faith and god ultimately provided a ram in the bush and um abraham didn't have to uh, sacrifice isaac so we already know those basic stories about abraham i think my point with some of these stories in the beginning of genesis is to highlight some of the stuff that gets overlooked right the stuff that the preachers ain't preaching in the pulpit the stuff that ain't being talked about in the church for the holy holies and the saint the saints you know what i'm saying like the thing the real stuff y'all stuff that people are probably dealing with today like but it's also in the bible and just gets overlooked as like oh minuscule because we want these old ancient people in the text to be so perfect and every i think every last person that god used in these in the bible as, with an exception of a few right we're effed up people and did effed up things and so we about to talk about it because i feel like in today's time with so much wickedness and wayward things happening like it's just why don't we just talk about the stories that we can relate to like why not just call out the bull crap in the bible too so that's why i'm here for y'all y'all know i love this tea right because the tea in the book is so much better than what you ever gonna get in reality like i think that they should and they probably have been building their reality shows based off of some of the texts and stories is stories in the bible and so with that being said this is a continuation of getting to know the book of genesis we are taking a deep dive into abraham's story with his wife sarah and their journey into conceiving a son called isaac he basically isaac was the promised right he was the he was the seed that was supposed to bless us with the many nations that we now are living in today and so we definitely just about to get right into it to the keys takeaways for this episode is first we're going to be talking about was abraham a good pimp or not like we just need to get down to the business like hey yes he pimped his wife out y'all yes abraham pimped his wife out and i'm gonna show y'all exactly in the text how and where he did it. he did it twice actually um well one was successful and the other one wasn't anywho 
Um, and then the next key that we're going to be talking about is Sarah and Hagar's beef, a.k.a. we're looking at a wife versus the invited mistress and who was wrong in that situation. So, yeah, there was some salaciousness going on. Um, there was an extra party in the marriage bed bedroom and baby, a baby came from that situation and baby, that's all I got to say for that right now. We're going to talk about that later, too. So, yeah, the beef between between the mistress and the wife right um and then the last key that we're going to be discussing is delayed promises that feel like they are never coming i know there's been some of us especially believers who have been praying about things meditating about things in your life that you just been asking god to answer for you and you probably haven't gotten the answers that you want or answers yet or seeing anything come to fruition and it's like god keeps giving you these visions to confirm what it is that he's put in your your heart and your mom but nothing in your life is actually you know materializing it right and so what happens or what should we do when delayed when you when you feel like your promise is being delayed because i think that abraham and sarah definitely experienced something like this and so we're gonna highlight that and look at that in the text too with that being said y'all let's get into the breakdown let's get into the breakdown all right guys so we are just moving along today i feel like this one's gonna be quick but then y'all know every time i say that i get the run in my mouth uh but the first thing that we're gonna be breaking down was was abraham a good pimp or not right and so i'm gonna start y'all at the beginning of abraham's story right and just for context guys abraham the the story of abraham starts in genesis chapter 12 and the passing of abraham ends at genesis chapter 25 so he has about like over like 16 chapters i think he has about 18 chapters yeah so yeah he starts it starts in chapter 12 and his story ends in chapter 25 and then it moves on on to something else um and so yeah that's just her context so for today we're actually going to start in chapter 12 i'm gonna actually read that out loud to you guys and that's where we will get our first story of how abraham was pimping out his wife and what happened when he did it so let's get into it you guys know that i read in the new living translation nlt and i am in genesis chapter 12 and it reads like this the call to abram the lord said the lord has said to abraham leave your native country your relatives and your father's family and go to the land that i will show you i will make you into great into a great nation i will bless you and make you famous and you will be a blessing to others i will bless those who bless you and curse those who treat you with contempt all the families on this earth will be blessed through you so abraham departed as the lord had instructed and lot went with him abraham was 75 years old when he left haran he took his wife Sarah his nephew Lot and all of his wealth his livestock and all the people he had he had taken into his household at Haran and headed to the land of Canaan when they arrived in Canaan Abraham traveled through the land as far as S there he set up a camp besides the oak of Mor of M 
At that time, the area was inhabited by Canaanites. Then the Lord appeared to Abraham and said, I will give you this land to your descendants. And Abraham built an altar there. He dedicated it to the Lord who had appeared to him. After that, Abraham traveled south to set up a camp in the hill country with Bethel to the west and Al to the east. There he built another altar and dedicated to the Lord and he worshiped the Lord. Then Abraham continued traveling south by stages towards the Negev. Abraham and Sarah in Egypt. At that time, a severe famine struck the land of Canaan, forcing Abram to go down to Egypt where he lived as a foreigner. He was approaching the border of Egypt. Egypt. Abram said to his wife, Sarah, look, you are a very beautiful woman. When the Egyptians see you, they will say, this is his wife. Let's kill him. Then we can have her. So please tell them you are my sister. Then they will spare my life and treat me well because of their interest in you. And sure enough, when Abram arrived in Egypt, everyone noticed Sarah's beauty. When they when the when the palace officials saw her, they sang her praises to Pharaoh, their king, and Sarah was taken into his palace. Then Pharaoh gave Abram many gifts because of her sheep goat cattle male and female donkeys male and female servants and camels but the lord sent terrible plagues upon pharaoh and his household because of sarah abraham's wife so pharaoh summoned abraham and accused him sharply what have you done to me he demanded why didn't you tell me she was your wife Why did you say she is my sister and allow me to take her as my wife? Now then, here is your wife. Take her and get her out of here. Pharaoh ordered some of his men to escort them. And he sent Abraham out of the courtyard along with his wife and all of his possessions. So Abraham left Egypt and traveled north into the Negev. All right, guys. So that was interesting, right? First of all, we talked about it. When you have sex with someone, that's when you're married in God's eyes, right? So, yeah, y'all, Abraham pimped his wife out, and he got rich off of her, too. First of all, Sarah was beautiful. He told her to lie because he didn't want to die. And then they get in there, you know, little homies is like, oh, yeah, we're going to tell the king. Like, yeah, she beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they tell the king, the king like, oh, well, bring her fine self on up here. And she get up there and he sleeps with her. Shabang, bang, boom, boom, train. And then immediately when that man sleeps with her, God had punished his household he had plagued it right what's plagues like diseases you know anything right these people breaking out in terrible disease terrible sicknesses and all types of stuff and pharaoh already knew that it had to come from god because how quickly it came like the moment that i laid with this woman is when everybody in my household started getting sick abraham what did you do to me like he goes to abraham immediately he's like bro why didn't you tell me she was your wife why did you lie to me and say she was your sister you know like he didn't even answer he didn't even give abraham a chance to answer he just kicked him and his wife up out of there and um yeah they left and they got to keep all their possessions yo this is what abraham got abraham got many gifts because of his wife sarah he got sheep goat 
cattle, male and female donkeys, and male and female servants and camels. Like, he came up, okay? So, <laughs> right? But this happened, right? Abraham knowingly told his wife to go, you know, go under disguise as not my wife. Therefore, she no longer is under his covering, right? She's up for grabs. And she does this and now she's getting whored out she's gonna slort out what what if your partner in 2022 asks you to go be a slur i'm not i'm not even gonna get into it but that's a question that came up in my head you don't gotta answer it but like that's definitely what crossed my mind so yeah like that's the first time first time that he pimped her out and became rich up off his wife um the second time that that happened guys if you turn to chapter 20 in your book of genesis it reads like this abraham deceives a so there's a man his name is spelled a b i m e l e c h i don't know how to say that amberlick mb you see okay so we just gonna call him a okay bible study tip reinforced again if you don't know how to pronounce a word for comprehension sake and just reading sake just say the first letter of the word don't try to don't don't try to make a fool out of yourself boo it ain't worth it so yes we about to read chapter 20 in genesis and see how abraham pimped his wife out again let's go so it reads like this Abraham moved south to the south of the Negev and lived for a while between Kadesh and Shur. And then he moved on to Ganir while living there as a foreigner. Abraham in- introduced his wife, Sarah, by saying she is my sister. So the king A of Ganir sent for Sarah and had her brought to his palace. Here we go. But that night, God came to king a in his dreams and told him you are a dead man for that woman you have taken in is already a married is already married but king a had not slept with her yet so he said lord will you destroy an innocent man an innocent nature a nation didn't abraham tell me she is his sister and she said so herself yes he is my brother i acted in complete innocence my hands are clean in the dream god responded yes i know you are innocent that's why i kept you from sinning against me and why i didn't not let you touch her now return to the woman to her husband and he will pray for you and he for he is a prophet then you will live but if you don't return her to him you can be sure that you and all your people will die king a got up early the next morning and quickly called all of his servants together when he told them what had happened his men were terrified then king a called a for abraham what have you done to us he demanded what crimes have i committed that deserve treatment like this making me and my kingdom guilty for this great sin no one should ever do what you have done whatever possessed you to do such a thing abraham replied i thought this is a godless place that they will want my wife and they will kill me to get her but she really is my sister for we both have the same father but different mothers and i married her 
Yes, y'all. This is where the plot thickens. When God called me to leave my father's home and to travel from place to place, I told her, do me a favor. Whenever we go, tell the people that you that I am your brother. Then King A took some of his sheep and goats, cattle, male and female servants, and he presented them to Abraham. He also returned his wife, Sarah, to him. Then King A said, look over my land and choose any place where you would like to live. And he said to Sarah, look at, look, I am giving your brother a thousand pieces of silver in the presence of all of these witnesses. This is to compensate you for my for any wrong I may have done to you this will settle any claim against me and your reparation and your reputation is cleared then Abraham prayed to the God and God healed King A his wife and his female servants so they could have children for the Lord had caused all the women to be infertile because of what happened with Abraham's wife Sarah so y'all there's a lot that kind of happened in this one right so first we get into it they move into this new city he tells sarah abraham tells sarah to be say that they're brothers and sisters before this king actually has sex with uh, sarah unlike king pharaoh he actually did sleep with sarah right this king went to sleep and had a dream and in the dream god told him that hey don't sleep with sarah because she's actually a wife and if you commit this idolatrous sin i'm going to kill everybody including you and your kingdom and so he wakes up from the nightmare like what god i ain't even touch this one what you talking about and first of all abraham told me that she was his sister so you trying to tell me that they husband and wife now why would this doc this fool lie to me so king a wakes up the next day he gets his whole troops together and he goes charge up abraham like bro why would you set me up like this you know this is like one of the harshest crimes and god will definitely punish me like so terribly why would you do me like that y'all verbatim this is what abraham said abraham replied and said i thought this is a godless place so basically from my understanding abraham is basically saying i can mislead y'all because this was a test to see how godless y'all was y'all probably didn't even care if she was married or not y'all was gonna kill me for her anyways right because that's what he told that's what he thought with king pharaoh like look sir tell them that i'm your brother because if you don't they're gonna try to kill me as your husband to just get to you right because in the olden days the only way that a woman could remarry aka have sex with another other man was if her husband had died so they were just gonna kill abraham to not commit sin which technically isn't a sin at that point because now she's a widow so abraham was like look i thought this was a godless place they will want my wife and will kill me to get her and she really is my sister for both have the same father but different mothers and so that gets tricky right there but abraham isn't lying though technically if we go back to chapter 12 which is what we read earlier today right before that and if you listen to my last episode i had talked about lot and his daughters right lot is abraham's nephew right so if somebody's your nephew that means that that is your brother's or sister's child 
right? So now he's Uncle Abraham. So Uncle Abraham technically, technically is married to his brother's daughter, right? So Lot's sister is Sarah. I told y'all the plot was thickening, y'all. I told y'all it was getting spicy in here. I'm just gonna encourage you if you want to know how it like breaks down within the text, go back and read the end of chapter 11, which we actually talked about on the last episode, right? And so, yeah, basically, Sarah is Lot's sister and Abraham, Uncle Abraham, is married to his niece. I mean, his brother's daughter so they they really are kinfolk for real for real yeah it, it's wicked in here uh so yeah so that's another breakdown in chapter 20 right so outside of just abraham first of all so technically he he's not lying right he's not lying and then another thing that stood out to me in this was the curse that was already on King Abe's household. The women in his family were infertile. And so when King Abe blessed Abraham, Abraham was then in return able to bless King Abe. How did King Abe bless Abraham? He blessed him because after Abraham had confessed and said, yes, she is my wife, but technically she is my sister, you know, King Abe decided to go ahead and still pay Abraham and even offer for him to stay on the land right um and so after he gets paid abraham's praise to god and once he prays to god that's when king a's wife and his servant women are now able to have children so yeah the question that i posed in the beginning was was abraham a good pimp or not i mean technically according to the pimp guidelines and regulations he did become a mighty rich man off of his wife so i will say he was a good pimp he was he was a good pimp you see you wanna put your feet on my flag don't you i said you wanna put your feet on my flag don't you for him definitely did do his things and with that we are moving on all right y'all we are getting into the next part of the breakdown which is reviewing the beef between sarah and hagar right and so remember we just talked about how uh sarah and abraham was in egypt and that's where she was sarah ended up having sex with the king of egypt king pharaoh well upon leaving egypt and being blessed with gifts Abraham one of the gifts that was given to Abraham was servants right but these are Egyptian servants these are Egyptian people right they're serving Abraham and Sarah now so they're Egyptian and so after Sarah sleeps with king with the Egyptian king um Sarah now gets an Egyptian handmaid right and her own personal servant right and 
Because God had promised Sarah and Abraham that they would have a son who would birth many nations, and Sarah was starting to believe that, okay, maybe my husband needs to have sex with somebody else in order to bear a child. Maybe that's what God meant. And so we about to read how Sarah basically gave permission for her handmaid to have sex with her husband. If you would turn to chapter 16 with me, and we are about to read it so it's it reads like this now sarah abraham's wife had not been able to bear children for him but she had an egyptian servant named hagar so sarah said to abraham the lord has prevented me from having children go and sleep with my servant perhaps i can perhaps i can have children through her and abraham agreed of course he would agree with sarah's proposal so sarah's so sarah abraham's wife took hagar the egyptian servant and gave her to abraham as his wife this happened 10 years after abraham had settled in the land of canaan so abraham had sexual relations with hagar and she became pregnant but when hagar knew she was pregnant she began to treat her mistress sarah with contempt then sarah said to abram this is all your fault i put my servant in your arms but now she's pregnant and she treats me with contempt the lord will show who's wrong you or me abram replied look she is your servant so deal with her as you see fit then sarah treated hagar so harshly that she finally ran away the angel of the lord found hagar beside a spring of water in the wilderness along the road to shore the angel said to hagar hagar sarah's servant where have you come from and where are you going i am running away from my mistress sarah replied the angel of the lord said to her return to your mistress and submit to her authority then he added i will give you more descendants than you can count and the angel also said you are now pregnant and will give birth to a son you are to name him ishmael which means god hears for the lord has heard your cries of distress this son of yours will be a wild man as untamed as a wild donkey he will rise raise his fist against everyone and everyone will be against him yes he will live in open hostility against all of his relatives thereafter hagar used another name to refer to the lord when she went referred to the lord who has spoken to her she said you are the god who sees me she also said have i truly seen the one who sees me so the well was named Balaro, which means well of the living one who sees me it can still be found between kadesh and beard so hagar gave abraham a son and abraham named him ishmael abraham was 86 years old when ishmael was born all right guys so let's get into it right sarah basically comes to the conclusion in the beginning of this chapter that look i can't have no kids maybe you can have kids with uh, with hagar so here have sex with hagar now the bible ain't gonna tell y'all this but i'm gonna tell y'all this they probably had to have sex a few times right 
a few times because just because you have sex the first time everybody don't get pregnant the first time so she probably had to be effing on Sarah's man a few times and she probably been enjoying it because she got the gall to come back to Sarah and start mistreating Sarah like Sarah ain't the first wife like you only privileged to sleep with my man because I gave him permission. And you know Abraham wasn't gonna turn down no 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 new vagina now 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 you women now you know you put a little fresh little new new in front of the man he gonna say yeah he ain't never gonna turn down a full plate he gonna clean that plate up okay and I'm sure Abraham cleaned see here I go here I go anywho yeah so yeah um some beef started with that so the moment that Hagar had got pregnant she started feeling like she had rank over Sarah and started treating Sarah like poorly Sarah then complains to her husband Abraham like bro this is your fault you the one who slept with her you the one who did this that and the third and Abraham didn't even say well you told me to he didn't even blame her he just was like look deal with her as you may like if you mad at her don't be coming to me with that go go to her with that and so sarah in return start treating hagar nasty now you got two women squalling with each other one pregnant with your son and the other one's the first wife and so that's chaotic so hey it got so bad hagar ran away this is a pregnant woman running away right and god had a conversation with her like sis why you running matter of fact you need to go back you need to submit to sarah because you are her servant first right and on top of that let me tell you a little bit about the seed that you carrying his name gonna be ishmael which means god hears that's what ishmael means and this man this son that you're birthing he is going to be a wild man an untamed like a wild donkey he will be at war with a lot of people and a lot of people will be at war with him yo it sounds like she got a bunch of chaos brewing in her dang on womb right now right but god's already telling her the type of son man he will be and from him he was also going to birth other and many nations right so they too will come from a seed of chaos right it's and it kind of makes sense if you already got chaos before your son gets there you and the wife going at it you know you disrupt the marriage on the behalf of sarah's instructions right like it, it sounds like a hot diggity dog mess but that don't even stop there right because sarah actually does get pregnant with the actual original promise that god had had god didn't bless um abraham and hagar's child in fact god said yo that's not what i meant when i said sarah was gonna be you guys were gonna be pregnant and have and birth many nations in fact this is probably gonna cause more issues than it does us any good because that's not that's not what i meant and that's what then again here go the men listening to the women first Eve told Adam to eat of the tree now Sarah told uh, <laughs> Sarah told Abraham to go sleep with the with the help and now y'all just keep effing up the blessings ladies just have a seat and be pretty and wait okay so with that being said we gonna see another time that Sarah and Hagar started beefing with each other but now they both got sons 
So let's turn to chapter 21 and see what goes down in here, right? So Genesis chapter 21 reads like this, the birth of Isaac. The Lord kept his word and did for so Sarah exactly what he had promised. She became pregnant and she gave birth to a son from Abraham in his old age. This happened at just the time God had said it would. And Abraham's named his son Isaac. Eight days after Isaac was born, Abraham circumcised him as God had commanded. And Abraham was a hundred years old when Isaac was born. And Sarah declared, God had brought me laughter. All who hear about this will laugh with me. Who would have said to Abraham and Sarah, who nursed a baby, yet I have given Abraham a son in his old age? Then it reads like this. Hagar and Ishmael are sent away. When Isaac grew up and was about to be weaned, Abraham prepared a huge feast to celebrate the occasion. But Sarah saw Ishmael, the son of Abraham, and her Egyptian servant, Hagar, making fun of her son. Isaac so Ishmael was making fun of Isaac and Sarah saw this right so Sarah turned to Abraham and demanded get rid of that slave woman and her son he is not going to share the inheritance with my son Isaac I won't have it this upset Abraham very much because Ishmael was his son but God told Abraham do not upset do not be upset over the boy and your servant do whatever Sarah tells you for Isaac is the son through whom your descendants will be counted but I will also make a nation of the of the descent of the descendants of Hagar's son because he is your son too so Abraham got up early the next morning, prepared food in a container of water and strapped them on Hagar's shoulders. Then he sent her on away with their son and she wandered aimlessly in the wilderness of Bersheba. When the water was gone, she put the boy in the shade of a bush. Then she went and sat down by herself about a hundred yards away i don't want to watch the boy die she said and she burst into tears but god heard the boy crying and the angel of god called to hagar from heavens hagar what's wrong do not be afraid god has heard the boy crying as he lies there go to him and comfort him for i will make a great nation from his descendants then God opened Hagar's eyes and she saw the well full of water. She quickly filled her water container and gave the boy a drink. And God was with the boy as he grew up in the wilderness. He became a skillful archer and he settled in the wilderness of Paran. His mother arranged for him to marry a woman from the land of Egypt. And that's all I'm going to read for that, right? Because that's where the quarrel happens. So what goes down? Sarah finally gives birth to her son like God told her she was going to do in the first place instead of her give, trying to do her own way. And upon her doing that, Isaac is now growing and Ishmael is making fun of Isaac. And, and Sarah doesn't like that because you better not be talking bad and treating my little son bad. Hold on. Right. And so she complains to Abraham yet again. And Abraham tells her like, girl, I don't know what to do. You do as you will. And she was like, well, get rid of them. I don't want them here. Right. 
And so now he's torn because that's his son, right? I, Ishmael is still Abraham's son. Regardless of how the situation happened, that's still his son. He is the father of Ishmael. And so God talks to uh, Abraham and basically tells him like, no, you need to listen to Sarah. You need to get rid of that illegitimate child. Know that I still will bless him with having many, you know, having many descendants birthed from him, but get rid of them. As Sarah requested. So Abraham didn't just throw them to the wolves, but he kind of did, right? Even if you did pack her some water and some food and gave her a horse, like the word literally says, Hagar, he, after he put, strapped the water on her shoulders, then he sent her on her way with their son and she wandered aimlessly. Hagar is wandering aimlessly. Meaning no, no destination, no help, no support in the wilderness. This woman is lost in the forest, in the wilderness, right? And even in this story, it got so bad for Hagar that she literally like was like, I can't provide for him. I don't even have enough water to give him. We don't have any water. I can't even provide for my own self right now. Like I'm barely getting through. And she drops her son off some under some random tree and runs away from him. She's doing a lot of running y'all. Hagar be doing a lot of running. And as she runs away, she can hear her baby crying, but she ain't going to him. And God tells her to get up. Go comfort him. And he gives her water, right? He provides for her, right? What I'm saying is, y'all, there's consequences to rushing the blessings in which God has for your life because you're trying to do it in your own way. Don't do that, right? And we're going to touch on that on the next key. But the ultimate question from this section was, who was wrong? Was Sarah wrong or was Hagar wrong? I think Sarah was wrong. I think Sarah was wrong for trying for convincing Abraham to have sex with her with her servant. And then she got upset with the outcomes and 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 basically now a woman is suffering alone in isolation to raise a child that she probably didn't even want to have. Right? And it's a sad case, but they ain't talking about this in the pulpit. I when what preacher you know preaching about this right with that being said y'all let's let's get moving into the last key the last key that we're gonna break down all right guys i'm getting a little sleepy but we are now talking about delayed promises that feel like they are never going to come through right and so god had made the original promise to abraham in chapter 12 that you know he will birth many nations he's gonna have a son this and a third and the promise didn't get it fulfilled until chapter 21 and during the time during the time span of chapter 12 to chapter 21 god had came back several times to reinforce hey i'm gonna give this to you i got this promise for you i got this promise for you i got this promise for me six times about six times i counted how many times god either through his angels or from himself himself had came to Abraham and Sarah and said this is what I have for you right they could have gave up faith right which they kind of did Sarah did because at one point she took matters into her own hands 
and now she got the beef with Hagar, right? So it that did happen. Faith was lost at one point, right? But God still did what he said he was going to do, even, even in her mess, right? But that caused other chaos and confusions, right? But anyway, so yeah. Delayed promises that feel like they are never coming. Can you relate? I think the person that I know the most that can relate is Jesus Christ. He died on the cross over 2,000 years ago, guys, and he still ain't got crown king on this earth. If that ain't a testament to being patient on a promise that God has given, I don't know what it is. And it's kind of freaky to think about that because it's like, dang, God, you have somebody live a whole life, die, come back to life, and then die again. Well, he ain't died again, but he ain't came back to us. So to, you know, we ain't seen him. So and he ain't crowned king yet. He king in heaven, which is king over everything. But like it didn't manifest itself back on earth like the word of God says. So we still waiting for Christ to come back and say it is finished. That's waiting on a promise. That's a delay. Do you hear me? That is a long time to be waiting. Right, but I know that Christ ain't gave up his faith. Well, because the Father is within him, and the in him is the Father, anyways. But yeah, so that's that. I, I think I think you can examine your life and take a look at some of the things in which you know God may have for you, and you're still waiting for it to materialize. I think from this story of Abraham and Sarah, just let God do it. Even when you when you when your faith is kind of slipping, like man, this ain't gonna happen. Don't try to take matters into your own hands because we don't want no more Hagar's wandering aimlessly with a small child in the wilderness because you was impatient. You was not being steadfast. You stopped having faith. You started taking matters into your own hands of how you was gonna get to the promise in which God gave for you. Just examine your life. See what it is that you've been really, really wanting and praying hard for. And then see what some internal work you can do. Don't be trying to make ways out of no ways on your own. Pray that God gives you the ways out of no ways and tells you how to go. Um, But yeah, y'all. There you have it, folks. Another powerful message given to me by God. Always remember, he works on me to get through to you with every single episode. Y'all, if you enjoyed this, be a dear and support my show by following me on Instagram at D-I-S-C-I-P-L-E-S in progress or just type in the dip podcast and I should pop right back up, right? Don't forget to uh, leave a review. Bye.